1: I am Dr. Gary, making good bosses into great leaders with compassionate accountability. Welcome again to Leading from the Front, where leadership is a responsibility, not a position. Our guest today is the president and CEO of Etech Global Services, and he is a 36-year veteran of the call center industry. He's also co-authored three books with Jim Ayub, who also works at e and he started this organization in 2003 and has been instrumental in growing eTech Global Services to over 3,000 people globally. Uh, welcome, Mr. Matt Rocco. How are you doing today?
0: All right. Dr. Gary, thank you so much for having me today in, in the middle of this uh, unusual time, unprecedented time.
1: Unprecedented, in fact. And the reason you're on today is because I had the opportunity. Uh, last week to read your blog to all of your employees that talked about as leaders, what they need to do to stand up and really uh, be heard and help those around them be heard in these challenging times. And I'd like to talk to you about the five topics that you covered in that blog, starting with lead with facts, not fear. What what message are you trying to get across to people with lead with facts, not fear?
0: Well, First of all, uh, this blog, it was actually a communication to our employees a couple times a week. I'll I'll send out an email to all 3,000 employees on various topics, status of the company and so forth. So when I wrote this, um, the COVID-19 virus was just starting to spread in the United States. There was uh, certainly a lot of uncertainty about uh, what was going to happen, how quickly it was going to spread. And. What the impact was going to be. At that time, though, uh, we were monitoring it closely. We were monitoring uh, a lot of what was being communicated, not only through the media, but through the uh, CDC and other reliable sources. So I, I knew, I, I knew, I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but I knew that our world was going to be rocked uh, very shortly. And uh, I wanted to get ahead of it. I wanted us. As a company, and and certainly our leadership team, to get ahead of it, and part of that is is, uh, understanding the facts and and not being fearful. So, you know, what I wanted to communicate with the leaders is that we had an obligation because, you know, it is a privilege to be able to lead people, and, and people look to us as leaders as experts in, in a lot of areas, some areas that we're probably not even qualified to be experts in, but yet as a leader, we have the unique ability to influence people and, and help them through uh, all kinds of things in life, right? And, and certainly COVID-19 and the fallout is a, is, is a moment in life that we'll forever remember, unprecedented. So what my message was in number one, Lead with Facts Not Fear is that I wanted to encourage them to stay informed, and um to not get caught up in fear, not get caught up in uh, media, you know, because you can, you can look at you can watch the news stations and you can watch you know uh, the conservative channels and, and you can get one sense of what's going on and you switch over to the more liberal channels and you get a whole nother sense of what's going on. So I wanted to point them towards more reliable sources of information and to stay informed, and then communicate clearly uh, with candor, and most importantly, with care to their people. That's what I felt we all needed at this time, myself included, and and I wanted our leaders to embrace that, and the only way they were going to be able to do that is to be armed with the facts, and certainly to take it upon themselves to be armed with those facts, but also as a company, uh, Veronica Ellison uh, Chimney, who is our uh, Senior Vice President of Human Resources, she has done a phenomenal job, her and her team, of staying abreast of the facts and, and keeping our leaders informed. So lead with facts, not fear, was number one.
1: Yeah, so when we think about that as leaders, uh, people need to re- remember that fear, being scared in these emotional times, is going to happen. And That's courage, true. courage is being able to face that fear and still move forward. And I think that uh, when you talk about leading with facts, I always ask my uh, my leadership teams or I'll sometimes even ask my brother when we talk about some things, really, what's that based on? Yeah. You know, if it's based on the internet or based on one of the news channels, sometimes we need to ask the question, what else is out there that can help us make better decisions? So yeah. leading with facts is an important thing to check our facts, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's funny you mention that, and, I, and I, my, a good friend of mine is Dr. Kevin Chapman. He's a, a sports psychologist and anxiety specialist. He deals with a lot of professional athletes, but he has a, uh, his practices in, in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. But he was just telling me the other, other day exactly what you said, Dr. Gary, is that you know people, uh, people are jumping to all kinds of conclusions. And he said, hey, one of the first questions you ask is, you know, what is your basis? Why do you feel that? What's your basis for that? Where'd that right. come from, you know? Yeah. And then you get them talking. And, and uh, anyway, yeah, it's a good, very good
1: point. Yeah, we often find that those fears, and challenges, worries, and all those things are just between our ears. So we have to. Where did it come from? Um, my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so let's talk about the second thing. Let's surface yeah. and dispel rumors. How do you surface rumors? How do you how do you even find out about them?
0: Sometimes at your level. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I, I, this I know. We as humans, um, if we perceive to be a, there to be a gap, we're gonna fill it. Yes. And as a company, you know, it was very important when I got together with our with our executive team to say, look, we're we we need to we need to over communicate during this time because if we don't, my fear is that our team members are gonna fill those gaps of silence in, and we cannot let that happen. If we don't, you know, ungrounded rumors will become facts <laughs> and that will be da- that will be damaging to our people It will be damaging to our, our, our work culture and it would be damaging to our business and our customers. So yeah. um, it's not so much that I heard rumors. I, I just knew they would come if we weren't ahead of it in terms of, of how we were communicating. Um, and this is before, you know, we transitioned 90% of our workforce from from working, you know, on-site in one of our nine contact centers to be equipped to work from home in a very short period of time. When I wrote this, this blog, it was the day before we actually moved our first team to work from home. So my concern was that uh, when – people saw, when our team members saw other programs being moved um, and, and the the priority and why they were being moved and how were they being moved, and you can imagine there's so many variables that went into that. It's not just like, okay, hey, tomorrow you're going to report from home. You, you've got to, we've got to make sure that the security and IT protocols are in place. They have the proper internet bandwidth. They have the proper equipment to work on. Most of the people we had to Get them a you know issue them either a desktop or laptop to take home and then give them VPN access. I mean the list of things goes wow. on and on and on. So you know we talked before we actually got on about you know what my what my world has been like the last couple of weeks and it's been it's been moving three thousand people to work from home. You know a lot of it has to start with our customers. Not to this day we still have a couple of clients who are not comfortable uh, managing their programs in a work-from-home environment because of the sensitivity of the information that right. is being exchanged. And so, you know, so we have uh, a couple centers where we have, you know, a handful of people coming in every day, but th- we've been able to, to physically distant them. We've been on overdrive in terms of uh, sanitizing and disinfecting the, the, the center and the, all the touch areas. We're not allowing anybody into the building other than those um, the team members that have to be there. We've equipped everybody with hand sanitizer, disinfectant wipes. But anyway, so, so we knew the rumors were, were going to come, and I wanted to make sure that, that all of our leaders were equipped, that they could dispel, address un, unfounded and ungrounded rumors uh, with facts. And limit the amount of concern, anxiety, uh, damage that can be done by rumors. You know, we've all seen sure. how rumors can the negative uh, influence that rumors can have.
1: And when you have this much disruption in your in your workforce, then uh, I see two things, uh, two challenges going on. Number one is the speed of the work that's going on with all the changes uh, can. It also increase the speed of the rumors that start because people start yep. making a lot of assumptions, right? Absolutely. But the second, the second part is the physical separation between the um, the supervisors and the workers, or the supervisors and the managers, and that physical separation, not seeing people minute by minute, day by day, in a routine situation, can create a breakdown of communication. Absolutely. And therefore more rumors started created. So yeah. Yeah. it's it's a lot of things, a lot of moving parts. Yeah, it's a challenge. So which really takes us to the next thing, right? Yeah. Don't forget the human connection that fits right into what, uh, how are you keeping and maintaining some of that human connection with your workforce, with your managers, with your uh, directors, all, all up and down the organization? How are you doing that?
0: So uh, you're exactly right. Uh, the second point flows right into the third. A, w- a way to s- to spell the rumors is to have that uh, constant communication. And in this case, the, the, the human connection, we live in an age where, where technology really is a, enables us to be able to stay connected. Even though we're physically separated and distanced, we can very much stay connected. And, and a lot of that is... You know, we we did a lot of things. Number one is uh, we prepare our leaders to manage a remote work team. We we put them through training modules and and we gave them a, a, a you know a playbook. How do you manage? Uh, you know, you're used to managing a staff of 15. That that was within a you know 10 foot <laughs> yeah. uh, circumference of you. Now all of a sudden they're all over the place. So how do you do that? what's the right way to do it? So we, we had modules created, we partnered with some of our, uh, some of our technology partners and created modules that that we could introduce to our leadership team. Uh, we, we, we rely heavily on, on some of the, uh, technologies out there like zoom and Microsoft team, where you can do video and, and audio at the same time. Uh, I can tell you from my team is, you know, we're all over the place. We, we, uh, uh, I'm here in Florida. We have, uh, some of my other team members are in, in East Texas, uh, Jim, Ayub's out in West Texas. And we, we've been spending more time, uh, communicating through zoom and, and actually seeing each other, uh, then, you know, than we've ever done. And so it's, it's really been an opportunity for us to, uh, to be engaged with each other in, in, in a way, you know, a lot of things are going on and not just at work, but in the world that uh, it's really forcing us to reevaluate a lot of the things that we do as, as individuals. But, um, yeah. but to answer your question, you know, the driver behind this is that we didn't want to in, in our, in our rush to create safe and work environments for all of our employees, whether they were in the tech call center or at home, we didn't want to unintentionally foster employee loneliness, a loss of spirit, a loss of, you know, a to team, an erosion of the company culture. So we had to make sure that those frontline leaders were equipped with everything they needed, the tools and the technology and the processes to continue to communicate regularly with their team members and to do so on a regular and consistent basis by any means possible. And that's really what, that's what we've done. And, you know, I mean, there's always room for improvement, but, but uh, I'm, I'm just so proud of the e team and our leadership team and what they've been able to accomplish. Um, uh, some of the, you know, the key, the key performance indicators that we look at in terms of performance have been, uh, <laughs> you know, one of the things we look at is, it's kind of funny, schedule adherence. And, uh, we, we measure that because, you know, that's important. Uh, do our people come to work when they are they adhering to their schedule? Well, it, our schedule adherence results have been off the chart since people have been working out of their house. Go figure, you know, because uh, they're showing up for work, you know, and they're, they're there when they're <laughs> <laughs> Where else do they got to go, right? <laughs> yeah, that's so uh, actually, you know, anyway, it's been good. They can't, so, they
1: can't uh, sit there and say, well, the traffic was bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, that's pretty that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so maintaining that human connection uh, through video and stuff, obviously, that's uh that's that's a help. We find out that in a lot of situations we're uh, doing more of that. So that takes us really to the next thing, which is focus on self-care, taking care of ourselves. I don't know about you, but I've found. In the last few weeks, with all these video calls and everything, I have to remind myself to get up away from my desk, yeah. walk away, and get some exercise because otherwise, I'll sit here for hours yeah. and don't realize it. Is that are you are you seeing that?
0: Yeah, doctor, I, I, you're not alone. Yeah, that's it's happening, and uh, you know there's a lot of resources now that are available through either social media or, or, or websites about you know how to how to man, how to cope with a fall of COVID-19 and and a lot of it's uh, people are in the first time ever. A lot of people are in in a situation when they're working from home. And to your point is um, you can get caught in to uh, where you roll out of bed, you grab your coffee, you roll into wherever you're working in your house. And next thing you know, you look up and it's 10 hours later and it's, it's not healthy and it's not, it's not productive. And it's really, you know, there's some things that, um, that we we need to be doing. And I, I did a little, I don't know if you, if Jim shared it with you, I did a little, uh, video, uh, blog, uh, about tips for working out, of, you know, out of your house. And, um, it wasn't then, a you know, video, was it, Matt? No, 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 no. It was, <laughs> it was like, look you gotta have your routine, just like if you're going to the office, get up. You yeah. know, for me, I, I, you know, I haven't changed anything. When I get up, I, I spend some time reading. I spend some time in the Bible. I, I do my morning prayers. I get up. I I, I shower. I shave. I, I go get my coffee and, and I have my protein shake, and then I commute to work. Well, my commute now is you know twenty feet from my kitchen into my office. But I, right. I you know and I, I dress for success. You know, I, a lot of people roll out of bed. And they you know, <laughs> I read uh, uh, an article the other day. The guy said, "Yeah, I have uh, at nighttime I change from my afternoon pajamas." Into my evening pajamas, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I'm, I get to take the trash out today. I'm so excited. I got to figure out what I'm going to wear to take the
1: trash. What tr- am I going to wear? I got to put yeah. my jeans on. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I do that. I have my Stateria shirt on, which is my uniform with my jeans. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I make sure I come to work. I'm It's, it's work day. So. so part of that, I think, in the self-care that you're talking about is maintaining some level of a routine so you feel a, a little bit more uh, comfort in this disruption, right?
0: Yeah. And, and it's, it's important, the, the, the focus on the self-care, um, it, it, not only is it going to help you during this time, really, and, and what I'm hearing now, you know, it was one of these things where a couple weeks ago, people were like, oh, my gosh, I, I feel like I'm a dog at home. All I do is look, go around the house looking for something to eat. You right. know? <laughs> and, yes, <laughs> and, yes. You know, yeah. And now people are like, you know what, it, this is, this, this has been an opportunity to me to really evaluate uh, how I take care of myself, my, my yeah. mind, body, and spirit. And what am I doing? You know, and, and am I eating better? Am, am I taking every couple hours? Am I getting up? You know, just, just do a lap around the house, do go outside, get the sun, do 10 jumping jack. You know, I got more people that I speak to are doing breathing exercises, trying to be mindful and, 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 mm-hmm. you know, on their way to to meditating. When sometimes when you talk to people about meditation, they get oh I, you know that's really kind of strange. I don't do that. But it really is just breathing and and, and being very conscious and, and in the moment with how you're breathing. Um, Brisk walks around the office. Uh, you know, clear boundaries around. Look if you're going to have a stop time, that you stick to it. You know, you and and, and you go then and enjoy. Whatever it is, if if you're at home with others, you go and enjoy them and spend quality time. If you're by yourself, you you know engage in something outside of of work, Um, find things to be grateful for, and stay connected. I've spoken to more people in the last three weeks. You know, I'm taking the opportunity to to reach out to people I haven't spoken to in a long time. You know, it's one thing to stay connected to people through social media. Facebook and Instagram, but actually pick up the phone and talk to people. I think it's like, it's almost like a lost art. You know, we don't, talk, we don't talk, we text or we, we to email. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so these are things, you know, on, you know, that self-care is a, it's, it's a huge topic because it's not just do I, am I eating right or am I working out? It's all these things that go in to a more mindful living and studies show that if we live, the, the better we live, it will, It will boost our immune system and and will allow us the antidotes to fight off viruses such as COVID-19. So if we are exposed to it, uh, our immune system is better served, better equipped to handle it.
1: Yeah, so in our in our balance model that we have in in my seven steps of intentional leadership under uh, under purpose, it's called balance, and then that balance of self care, it's spiritual, physical, intellectual, emotional, and social. Yeah, and that the letters yep. spell spies. You know, how do I spy on myself? How do I check myself? You know, spiritual, yeah. physical, intellectual, emotional, and social. and are making good. sure we're doing all of those things. Like you said, you're reading the Bible. You're you're reading. That's the intellectual part. The emotional and the physical part. Get up. Walk around. Uh, and I, I've told people, watch some videos on, on comedy. Laugh. You know, find something you can have some fun with. And then uh, making the phone calls with other people. Make the, that social connection if you don't have somebody in the house, which can be hard for some people. So it's all great. So, and I and I like the last one. The last bullet is really important because we we get into all this disruption and we get so focused on the day to day, the just getting through the day, getting through the week that the next part is a little bit of hope, make plans for recovery. Yeah, so what uh for you n- not just for your company but for people that are listening for all the the individual things too, what what are the kinds of things that you consider when you think about making plans for recovery?
0: You know, there, there's no doubt. We got to remind ourselves that that this crisis will end. We will get through it. There's so many, you know, super intelligent scientists and doctors and, and that are that are addressing this, and and they'll find, you know, they'll find the solution, whatever that may be. And uh, we also have the brightest economic minds uh, in the world that are that are on top of this, and, and you know, so we're going to recover um, this country. Uh, we will recover. The world will recover, but the United States of America, we will recover. We that's we're just we're, our history uh, shows time and time again when we come through a crisis that we're going to get through it and we're going to recover. And and you know, chances are if we choose, we're going to recover stronger than we were going into this. Yeah. So that that's that's something that you have to be intentional about. And what I've been trying to encourage my you know my family and and the E Tech family is that. You know, during this time, you can find opportunities to examine yourself, to examine the company, to examine things that we're doing, and you can seek out those things that you uncover during this crisis that we can change and that we can improve. You know, and and that we can uh, that we can continue to, instead of getting wrapped up in, in everything that's going on and all the negative negativity around the fallout, is can we find real learnings that we can uncover during this crisis. It's not just gonna, it's not gonna happen if, if we're not intentional in seeking those out and spending some time to improve ourselves and those around us. And, and, and you know, so we are gonna recover. And I, you know, I, I, I'm reminding the E-Tech family when I send out my regular communications of this, this last point, we're gonna get through this and we're gonna get through this stronger as a company and then hopefully them stronger as as individuals. We can't control, we can't control COVID-19. We can't control the fallout of it. We can't absolutely control how we respond to everything that's going on around us. We own that 100%. We own that. So I encourage my family, myself, my family, and the people that I lead, I'm encouraging them to, to embrace the fact that we're going to get, th- we are going to get through this, and and how you get through it, and how you come out on the other side, you determine that, right now, in, in in the choices that you're making.
1: Yeah. So when we we as leaders, we have to give those around us that positive energy that gives them hope, right? That gives them hope that we will recover, just like what you're saying, giving them that message. And it reminds me of Admiral Stockdale when he talked about uh, uh, his uh, many years being um, a prisoner of war in the Hanoi Hilton in Vietnam. And he said, what kept you going? And he said, it was his faith, his faith that he would be with his family someday. And uh, we have to have faith. We have to have faith in each other. We have to have faith in our our country. And we have to have faith in something bigger than us. Whatever your spiritual, religious, or feelings are about that is to really have faith in something that's bigger than us. And uh, if we have that, good things will happen. Yeah. And just pay attention. If you pay attention and look around you, you'll see great things will come out of it for all of us. So, you
0: know, I, I shared with the team that, um, and I didn't know this until I read this recently that uh, in 1665, I, Isaac Newton uh, was forced to work from home when, when the University of Cambridge was closed due to the bubonic plague. Mm. And, um, you know, he used this time. As a time to really think and to learn and to explore, and it was during this time that he began to develop his theories around calculus, optics, and, and gravity. And I just, you know, I, you know, so there, there was an, you know, there was a situation uh, many, 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 many years ago where, where they were encountering something very similar uh, to what we're going through now. They didn't have technology and media to 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 to, to add the extra. Uh, you know, anxiety that, that, that that causes, but there, there, you know, Isaac Newton took that opportunity to plan to recover and what, what that was going to look like. And and again, it's just reinforces that to what you said, uh, you know, so it's good stuff.
1: Take the opportunity. I, I find myself reading a little bit more, (laughs) reflecting, I getting back into my meditation practice, uh, a lot of good things. Um, and, uh, Spending a lot of time with my wife and our new home and, wow. uh, yeah. and and our dog. I mean, I tell you what, you want to want to put a smile on your face. Have a twelve month old yellow lab. I'm telling you, he will bring a <laughs> smile to your face. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. on. He's been on many of my podcasts and my uh, yeah. uh, webinars. So uh, he's becoming a star. So, yeah. Matt, I want to thank you for your comments, your insight, your leadership, and for these four or five very important points that you have on leading with facts, surface and dispel rumors, don't forget about human connection, take care of yourself and make plans for recovery and you have any final comments Matt for your Etech employees, leaders and other people that are going to be listening to this. Any final comments?
0: From for the Etech family and, and they know this that that they are in my daily thoughts and prayers, uh, them and their families and their loved ones during this time and I will continue nonstop on that, and
1: and to others as well. I
0: mean, there's not a day goes by that I'm not lifting up our, our leaders, President Trump, Dr. Fashi and the you know the whole crew, and Vice President Pence, as well as the global leaders. Uh, this is a time where one of the things we can do is is lift up our, our leaders uh, uh, that are making you know incredibly complicated. And, unprecedented decisions that we can cover them up in, in our thoughts and our prayers.
1: That's that's a great message. And uh, for all of us, as uh, they've heard me talk about IGYB, I've got your back. Yeah. And uh, if there's anything I can do to help you, uh, please reach out, let me know. And I really, really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Matt. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Dr. Gary. My pleasure.
1: I'm Dr. Gary, making good bosses into great leaders with compassionate accountability. And this is Leading from the Front. Thank you.
0: Thanks for being with us on Leading from the Front with Dr. Gary McGrath. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about the work Dr. Gary is doing, visit statarius.com. S-T-A-T-A-R-I-U-S dot Music for Leading from the Front is provided by Peter Katz. For more of his music, visit petercatz.com.